0: Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. I'm so excited to be tuning into another episode here on the beyond sugar freedom podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. And this is a really exciting podcast. I haven't recorded any um, podcasts in a while actually, because the last two months have been Absolutely nuts over here in my world, and yes, I've been um, bringing you some podcasts that I recorded. The last time I sat down and recorded uh, was a couple couple weeks ago. You know, I really got a couple done. You know, you've, we've had some amazing guests on the show lately, and today I'm I'm tuning back in live with you here at the start of May, and I'm really really excited for today's topic and the conversation that we're going to have today around fear of failure. This is something so big that comes up for every single one of us, whether it's around giving up sugar or going after our dreams, applying for a new job, anything, right? This creeps in and we're going to really totally blow the lid off of your fear of failure. And I'm going to share with you how you're going to be able to overcome that and how you can start shifting out in and actually into loving failing. So stay tuned for that. And before we dive in, I did want to give you a little bit of a life update. So many of you know, the last couple months have been really crazy over here with the emotional eating boot camp that I hosted and then right into launching an opening registration for my emotional empowerment program which we're heading into I think it's week 4 already with an incredible group of women and it's just so so beautiful to see the women who have committed to this journey and this inner healing and the the shifts that are already taking place are just in, in just absolutely inspiring. So it's been busy over here and for those who don't know or haven't been following along with the podcast for a while, back in March, my husband and I actually bought a house. We bought a property and it's going to be an investment property that needs a lot of renovating. And um, that's kind of my husband's full-time gig right now, focusing on renovating. And last week I really took a beautiful respite and rest from from computer work, from my normal everyday, everything that I'm doing job and was able to kind of shift and, and be on the property and help. And and we got a lot of good stuff done, cleaning out everything. One of the things that uh, we had to do, unfortunately, was tell the, the previous owner that she could leave everything she wanted to. So that kind of created for anyone who's been following me over on my Instagram stories, you'll see all the garbage (laughs) that we've been having to to deal with and get rid of. And it's actually been a lot of fun. Some really good anger processing techniques coming in, throwing garbage in these big bins and (laughs) Really just allowing that to some movement in my body it's felt really good. I mean, the last two months I've been at my computer a lot more than I normally would like to. That's just the truth of everything that I've been creating, you know, behind the scenes, it's, it's taken a lot and noticing that there was a need for me to slow down and to rest and to recuperate and to spend some time offline has been really, really nourishing. So this last week, you know, I was using my body. I was outside doing a lot of yard work, a lot of, um, different things and, and also making some more space for fun and just resting and gardening and going for hikes and, and sleeping in and some really, really beautiful nourishing things. And, um, it's, it's, it's felt really good. So there you have it. I guess the, the, weekly insight is to find that balance for you and, and full disclosure, it's still something that I'm working on finding that balance in my everyday of, of not overdoing it and also making sure that I have time for rest. So definitely overdid it a little bit in March and April. And I'm really excited to shift into some, some beautiful nourishing time off and time for me, to recuperate and to fill my cup. You know, a lot of what I do and a lot of what all of us do is give so much, right? We give so much of our energy, our time, our attention, and it's really important that we also prioritize filling our cups up as well. So that's where I'm really shifting into. And, you know, there's something about like doing renos at yard work that is so nourishing for me. So I'm going to be spending as much time as possible at our new property Really the garden there is just incredible. We have every kind of fruit tree, which I'm so excited for. So stay tuned for, I don't know, conversations about fruit, (laughs) um, in the next couple of months, but the the land there is so lovely and I'm really looking forward to getting the gardens cleaned up and, and just making everything look really good while Ben's working inside on all the things that I don't really know how to do or care to do much of, but needless to say, it's felt really good to just move my body. You know, we've had to be carrying moving things, throwing out, um, a lot of things, I've even opened up a little free store on the corner on the side street and people have just been coming and and loving taking away some of these things that the lady left behind. So it's been really, really fun to, to kind of be be in that mode a little bit and, and find a little bit more movement and not just be at my desk all day, which I know so many of us struggle with. So just know that I'm in that with you and reminder to get outside, to move, to do things that, you know, even if you're not ex- quote unquote exercising, you know, we can still live an active lifestyle. And this is, this is really what I want to build more in of my life is, you know, having more projects like yard projects or reno projects, things that, you know, I'm having to lift and carry and move. And I mean, I, used a lot of muscles last week that I forgot I had, and it felt great. So these types of movements that you don't normally do at the gym or, you know, sitting at your desk, right. That, that are just part of life, right. Going out for a bike ride, you know, having to carry and dig holes and, and move things around that that's, I think is so important to remember to use those muscles as well. And we can't really do that at the gym. We have to do that like in action of, you know, um, getting in the dirt, getting, getting out there and living life. So let that be your reminder this week to do that and, and also to find some time to rest. So I'm excited to be back and really excited, as I said, to dive into this topic. So that's quick little update what's going on in my life. And now I want to really dive into this conversation around fear. And before we dive into fear of failure, there's a couple of really important things to understand about fear right? Understanding that we all experience fear and fear has a very real purpose in our body, in our subconscious. It's there for a reason. Okay. It is a survival technique. It is literally there to help keep us alive and safe. This is the role of our ego, right? To keep us where in, in the known, in the familiar to keep us safe. So when the, our life is in danger or our perceived life is in danger, right? Fear will kick in and it's to help us really navigate or uh, you know, make decisions to stay alive. This is like the oldest part of our brain that is very, very important or it used to be very important in keeping us alive Back in the day when we lived off the land and, and, you know, had to really pay attention to, you know, animals in nature or things that were more of a life threat. And nowadays fear still pops up and it still creeps into our life every single day. And this is something the food marketers know and the people who own the news channels know, and they know that. Stepping on this biggest, deepest safety mechanism is a really, really brilliant way to make us take action. So, we will do when we are in fear, we as human beings will literally do anything to get to safety. And this is really, really dangerous when you have people out there, you know, marketing to you, you know, if you don't use this toothpaste, you're going to die, right? So, oh my goodness, I better use this toothpaste. So I know that's a really simplified expression of this, but fear is something that is played against us every single day. And the more we can come at peace with different areas of our life and different fears, which by the way, we have lots of different fears. Ultimately, most of them stem down to the fear of death. And we're going to have that conversation here on the podcast sometime in the future, because I think it's really important to reflect on our relationship with death and, and, question why we are so afraid of something that's definitely going to happen <laughs> side note for another for another podcast another time but fear it's just really important to understand that this is really an an energetic and emotional state that is our lowest vibration. When we are in fear, not only do we make the worst decisions, we literally get out of our rational thinking brain and into our survival brain. So this is never a place where you should make decisions from. It is our lowest vibrational energetic state, which means your immune system is going to be weak. Your cognitive function is going to be weak. Everything is weakened in your body when you're in a fear state. And we can also think of fear, right? When we think of the, these emotions and these energetic states in our body through the vibrational channel, you know, the opposite of fear is love, right? The more we lead with love and trust in the universe and whatever your higher power is that you believe in, you know, the less fear actually has a hold and a control over your life. So really important to understand, we're going to have a lot more conversations around fear because this is a really important piece of the work especially if you want to find sugar freedom, right? Especially if you want a healthy relationship with food, especially if you want a healthy relationship with yourself and your body and your mind, we must look at the fears that are showing up for you. What fears are holding you back? What fears are standing in your way? What fears are preventing you from ultimately reaching the goals that you have? And this is where I first became fascinated. Actually my own story with fear of failure showed up in my business when I just started my business and everything that I was doing or not doing was because I was afraid to fail. And I had to thank goodness with the help of my own coach and mentors really take a hard look at reshaping my fear of failure. And, and really, honestly, to this day, it was one of the most profound mindset shifts that has Contributed to my success, not only in my business, but with my health and my relationships and all areas of my life. So that's why I want to talk about this today. And this is why, you know, this is a topic that we dive so deep into um, in the coming weeks inside the Emotional Empowerment Program. This is built in because this root fear around failure is what is keeping so many of us stuck on the sugar roller coaster year after year. And we have to start taking a look at that. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're also going to look at the sneaky second cousin that everybody always forgets when it comes to fears. We're afraid of failure. Yes, everybody can relate to that, but I'm willing to bet you had no idea, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing that you are also probably afraid of success. We all have a very real fear of success. That's the first time you've heard that. You're like, what is Danny talking about? Of course I want to be successful. Okay. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that um, in this episode because it is something that is so sneaky and, and so relevant for all of us. So pay attention. You're going to really, really um, have your mind blown when we get to that part. But fear of failure, let's start there, right? Because this is something that we can all relate to. This is something that paralyzes us, right? Fear of failure feels impossible to overcome. You know, this this debilitating fear. And oftentimes it just feels like anxiety in the body or it feels like uh, this inability to kind of leap, say, say register for a program, right. Or get the help that you need or to apply for a new job, right. Or to say that thing that you need to say to someone or to speak up at work, right? Like all of these areas of our life are affected by the fear of failure. We're going to talk more specifically around our health and our relationship with food, but worst of all, you know, this fear of failure actually is controlling our happiness, It's controlling our ability to be healthy and happy and and to reach our goals and our dreams. So where does this come from? You know, where is this fear of failure coming from? And I want to highlight some some pieces here for you to become really aware of, because as I mentioned earlier, this fear of failure is deeply rooted in keeping us safe right? It's really important that the people around us back in the day, our primitive brain, right? The people around us, it's important that they like us, right. It's important to fit into the tribe. And if we fail at something, say we go out hunting and we misfire and don't kill the water Buffalo and everybody in the tribe is upset with us. Right. So we, we failed as a hunter or we failed, you know, in, in our reproductive uh, purpose, right. Like these things that were very rudimental to human beings, you know, if you failed at those, you were, you were most likely, you know, really shunned by the tribe or pushed out. And that's a, real threat to your survival and safety. So this part of our brain still exists. Another piece that's really important to notice with your fear of failure is that a lot of it is also rooted in your beliefs that you're not worthy. Okay. There is this belief, and I want you to really feel into this. As I say, this, does this resonate for you? That if I fail, I'm worthless. Or if I fail, it means I'm not enough. Or if I fail, I'm unlovable. These core wound beliefs are so intertwined with this fear of failure that we need to understand the story that we're telling ourselves and the belief here. Most of us have that thought pattern, whether we're aware of it or it's still subconscious for you. And and what I want to do right now is start pulling this out for you and you to spend some time with this, because if you can start to really notice that, wow, this is what's showing up. If I fail, it means I'm worthless. So therefore, I'm just not going to try anything, right? This is what happens. This is our coping mechanism kicks in. Ooh, don't fail at all costs because that is not going to be good for my survival. So I might as well just not try anything or not try anything new, right? Or continue calling myself a failure and just just call it what it is. So I never have to try anything or fail again, right? And feel the hurt that comes from that. There's so much intertwined in this. And there's also the cultural narratives and pressures, right? There's a lot of, you know, if you, if you fail at something, it means you're lazy. It means you're bad, right? It means you're a bad girl. You name it, right? There's so many cultural narratives around really shunning or looking down at quote unquote failures, right? If you fail on a test, ooh, you get reprimanded by your teacher and your parents, right? There's no embracing that failure. We have the opposite energy in our culture. When you fail at something, you're really put down, right? Whether it's energetically or actually verbally or physically by somebody, you know, you really feel that. And that's very real for all of us. So no wonder we don't want to fail right? It, it's painful to fail. The people around us might leave or not love us, or we feel worthless. Like all of these things are so intertwined. So it's no wonder we run in the opposite direction from failure and we need to start shifting this cultural narrative. And it starts by you shifting your belief. We're going to talk about that, but it really is, you know, something to pay attention to like the failure itself, right? Failing a test, you know, um, you, you know, binging on sugar after you're, you know, 30 days sugar-free, that could be considered a failure, right? Like, oh my gosh, I had a slip up and I've eaten all this junk and now I feel horrible. Right. But that's not actually the problem internally, the, the quote unquote failure. It's what are we actually making it mean about ourselves? And I want you to start thinking about that. You know, when you're calling yourself a failure, what does that actually mean? When you fail at something, what are you making it mean about you? And this is exactly what we were just talking about. Are you making it mean that you're worthless and unlovable? Are you making it mean that you're lazy or you're a bad person or you're a horrible employee or, a, or you're just going to be unhealthy for the rest of your life and, and you never, you don't have any power in that? What, what stories are you telling yourself about you, what failing means about you? And that's a really powerful question. And I want you to write that down and spend some time with that. You know, what are you making failure mean about you? And then starting to look at the attachment to that. What attachments do you have to, you know, the statement, for example, when I fail, it means I'm worthless. Is that true? Right. And I want you to start questioning and noticing where there is attachments in these statements and these stories that you're sharing with yourself. Because when we start getting curious and question about this, we can start to see all the holes in this argument, right? Because the truth about failure is that in theory, it's an English word that somebody made up some time ago to have some sort of meaning. And through the years, we've attached different meanings to the word failure. And these words that we and this meaning we attach to it gives it power. So I want you to start getting curious around what does failure actually mean to you you know if you can define failure what does that mean and here's the thing when we give something meaning subjectively through time it means we can also change it it means that in order to overcome these fears of failure that are so debilitating and keeping you back from your dreams The most powerful thing you can do is change the meaning and the belief of what failure means to you. What is failure? Is failing bad? Paying attention to the language that you're using. Failure is a bad thing, right? This is what our society teaches us. What if you believed the opposite? Side note, this is the work that I did and how I now relate to failure. Failure to me is no longer a bad thing. It's a great thing. And it's something to be celebrated and that I actively try to achieve in my life. What? Crazy. Why would anybody try to fail at anything? Hear me out. Okay. So I want you to try on some new beliefs, some new definitions of failure. Maybe failure is a gift. Or how about failure is how I learn and grow. These are a few of my beliefs. There's many more definitions and and meanings that you can give to failure and I want you to do that right now. You know because ultimately what would happen in your life if you actually embraced failure? And if you actually started developing these new beliefs about failure. What would change? What would you do more of? What would you do less of? You know if you were no longer crippled by failing at something? what would that allow you to do would you apply for that promotion at work would you stand up for yourself and set healthier boundaries would you you know embrace those those you know binge nights or those accidental sugar overdoses as a chance to learn and grow and see more of what needs to be healed in you in order to create that healthy relationship how would things shift for you if you actually embraced failure because here is something that this is, this is what really hit at home for me. And this is probably going to take your subconscious mind some serious time to, to wrap its mind around, but I want to plant this for you today. And I want you to sit with this and, and consider this because what happens every time you fail at something, what happens every time you fail at something? whether you're trying to achieve a goal, you're trying to get off sugar, or you're learning a new skill at work, or you're learning to drive, or you're learning to walk, or you're learning to swim. What happens when you fail? We learn. Every time you fail at something, you learn something. Every time. We learn about ourselves. We learn about how the world works. We learn about how others around us think and feel or if those others around us are actually, you know, good friends of ours or not right we learn so much and i want you to think of this example when you first started walking did you fail yes you definitely failed i don't think there's a single human on this planet who just got up one day and never fell down right you fell You tripped, you fell, you stumbled, you took a couple steps, you stumbled, you tried to walk down the stairs for the first time without bending your knees and you tumbled down the stairs. Failing was the only way that you learned what not to do in order to walk properly. Oh, I need to bend my knees when I go up and down stairs or when I walk, right? Oh, I can't walk on, you know, sharp surfaces that, you know, will kind of tip me sideways. Literally the only way that you learned anything in life was through some sort of failure. So especially when it comes to skills, right? Like building a healthy relationship with sugar. And this is so important to tie in, you know, to understand that as we're healing and learning about ourselves, failure is the way that we learn. And this is really hard to hear. But when I wrap my mind around this, I went, yeah, that's right. Like Every time I tried something and it, it didn't work, aka I failed at it, I learned what worked. I learned what not to do. I learned, okay, next time I'm going to do this thing differently. And it's the same with our relationship with food. You know, if we, oh, I'm trying to meal plan or set up this new schedule for myself and we get to Sunday and you go, oh my goodness, I, I ate sugar every day this week something didn't work. Awesome. What was that thing that didn't work? So you can change it and grow and learn going forward. Maybe you've had 30 days sugar-free and oh my goodness, you had a binge night. Oh, it was horrible. And now you feel miserable about yourself. Awesome. What did you learn? Maybe you learned that, wow, you still need to do some work around maybe an emotional trigger like anger. Something big came up. Or there was grief, someone, someone passed away or you lost a friendship and that's what caused you to, to dive back into the sugar. Fantastic. That is learning. And that is something to be celebrated because that is literally what's pointing you to the areas that you still need some work. And that's a gift. So fear and this failure is actually just a signal as to areas that you still need to grow and learn. And I love this saying, and I don't remember who said this, right, but it really hits home for me every time I read it. And this is something that I worked with for a year or more in my own life until it really clicked for me. You either succeed or you learn. There is no such thing as failure. What if failure could be synonymous with the word learn? That's what I want to pose to all of you today. And I want to challenge you to really start reflecting on the word failure. And to start giving it a new meaning, whether that's, you know, failure is a gift or failure is learning, right? And and actually start seeing this as a mandatory piece on your journey to grow and heal, especially in your relationship with food. It is not about being perfect. This is about embracing failure and using those moments of failure as a gift and a tool to help you learn and reflect and see areas that still need some focus. So I want you to start doing that. And this is, this is going to be really radical for a lot of you. I want you to get out there and fail at something. I want you to start embracing failure because when you fail, it means you tried something, right? There is no failing at anything. If you're not doing anything, if you're not putting yourself out there, stepping out of your comfort zone, trying new skills, trying new, um, programs and habits and, and relationships, right? The literal definition of failing means that you tried something new first, right? You tried something that you're not an expert in yet, and that's okay. That's great. That's how you develop and grow and learn. So when you're failing at something, it means you tried something new or you tried something that was challenging or out of your comfort zone or something that, that you might not have mastered yet. And that's something to celebrate, right? That is literally the definition of success in my opinion. And it's really your opportunity to start practicing, repatterning and redefining this, this failure in your life. So even right now, as you listen to this episode, thinking about a failure that you've had recently and seeing if you can pull the lesson and the, the growth opportunity out of that for you and then celebrate it. Celebrating failures is something that is so important, something I do with all my clients as we grow and learn and go through challenging situations together on this journey. So do that for yourself right now in this moment. Think of a failure from last week, last year, and see the lesson in it and then celebrate it. Give yourself a moment to be present with it and be grateful for it. So I'm going to share a little bit more about how some other techniques around how you can start shifting out of this fear of failure in just a minute. But before I do, let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about fear of success. Okay. Because this is so intertwined with the fear of failure. It's really on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? We think of fear of failure. And then we also have to look at fear of success. And both, both of these are at play for all of us. And I say that confidently because the more I'm aware of how the sneaky fear of success shows up, I can see this in every one of my clients. I can see it in myself, still something that shows up for me. And it's really fascinating because I never thought of this, right? And you, this might be the first time you're ever hearing about this or thinking about this, right? This other side of fear of failure that so many of us ignore, Right, this fear of success because we think, well, of course, I want to be successful. That's why I'm setting goals. That's why I'm trying all these new things. That's why I'm listening to this podcast. But fear of success is actually a very real and very relevant self-sabotaging stumbling block for many of you. It sure was for me. So, what is it? What what is fear of success, and why on earth would I be afraid of success? So, here's a couple subsections, right? Or, or definitions, right? Fear of this can ultimately show up as the fear of who we will become when we are successful. Who am I changing into? And what does that mean? It can also be the fear of how others will see us when we are successful. What will our friends and family think about us? How will they relate to us? What will they say to us when we are successful? It's can also show up as this fear of what will change in our lives when we are successful. Now I'm saying when we are successful and in that, I mean, when you've reached a goal, right? So whether it's, you know, you, you're free from sugar, this control that sugar has over you, you're eating healthy, you're setting healthy boundaries for yourself. You know, maybe you've bought your dream home, like all of our definitions of success, by the way, are going to be extremely different. And if you have never done that exercise, do that now, sit down. What does success mean to you? Uh, We're not diving into that today, but it's really, really important part of this starting to understand like, are these goals that I'm reaching for, you know, like really having a healthy relationship with sugar. Yes, I want that. But on the other hand, your ego is also afraid that when you get that things are going to change and our ego does not want us to change because change is scary. Change is dangerous because it's unknown. So even success in this new version of yourself that you're becoming is scary. And there's a fear around that. So what stories are you telling yourself about when I reach this goal? When I am successful, then what? Right, when I succeed at my goal, then finish the sentence. Brainstorm this out. Get really honest with yourself. And really acknowledge that there is a story there. There is a story around if I lose this weight, here's some examples. If I lose, you know, if I build a healthy relationship with sugar and heal my internal health and I lose weight, then I'm going to get unwanted attention from men. This is a big one for a lot of women who all of us have been hurt in some way or another by men. And for most this layer of weight and looking quote unquote, less desirable is a safety mechanism. So that might be a very real piece that's holding you back from losing the weight, from building this healthy relationship, right? Or if I lose this weight and and build a healthy relationship with sugar, then I won't have any friends to hang out with, right? Maybe all your friends want to get together and just eat pizza and play video games, right? Well, if I become this new healthy version of myself, then I'm going to have no friends. That's kind of scary. Then what? Right. Or if I have this healthy relationship with sugar, my family's going to judge me or think that I'm weird. Right. There's a lot of social pressure around this. So really start getting honest with yourself and brainstorming. You know, where is this showing up? And another piece to really recognize here around success is really noticing if your stories around success are conflicting with your values right? Do your values conflict with your goals? This is so commonly something I see all of my clients doing, right? There's this disconnect. And that's the reason why they're stuck in not being able to make the change. So for example, this was, this was what showed up for me. And I'll share my example in my business. I realized that I had this story that when my business grows and I, my programs are full and my one-on-one coaching is full, I'm not going to have any time For self care and free time for me. And self care and free freedom for me to flow with my day and to have time off is really a high value of mine. Very important. My self care and self love practices are like at the top of my values list, that and freedom. So I had these goals to grow my business and have a sold out coaching practice. And at the root of it, the story was really, really conflicting with my values. So I had this story that when I grow my business, I am going to be flat out working 24 seven and I'm never going to have time for myself and I'm going to be exhausted and I'm going to be miserable and I'm going to become a crazy human being. That was the story in my brain. And it's very real. I laugh at it now, but that was very much what my subconscious was creating. And it directly conflicted with my highest values of self-care and rest and slowing down and enjoying life. So you can see that obviously this is going to hold me back. And it did for years, it held me back from really doing the things and, and that I know I needed to do to grow my business and my practice. So I want you to reflect on that for yourself, you know, whether it's with your stories around failure and what failure is meaning about you or the success, right? What are these, what are these pieces around success and the stories around success that you're creating for yourself? And on both sides. Are any of these really conflicting with your highest values, right? With what's most important to you in life. And if that is starting to call yourself out on that and starting to notice and rewrite these stories. So this is, you know, before I wrap up this episode, you know, really one of the most powerful ways that you can start shifting out of these fears is to rewire these beliefs, rewire the meaning and the definition that you're giving to failure and success and what it means about you. Okay. You can also another really, really important tool is to start looking for examples and proof. This is the best way to prove things are totally wrong, right? So, you know, if I fail, it means no one will love me. Is that true? Have you failed at things in your past and your family and friends still loved you? Right. Maybe you messed up a new, new recipe in the kitchen and everybody laughed about it and it wasn't a big deal. So start looking for proof in your life. You know, is that story that you're telling yourself actually true? And 99.9% of the time it is not, it's not true, but you need to find that proof for yourself. So your subconscious can start calling itself out on that. Another really important tool to start shifting out of these fears is to find others who don't get held back. So find mentors. You can use me. You can use, uh, you, you know, your best friend that maybe just fearlessly goes through life or anyone else that you look up to that really doesn't let fears hold them back, right? People that you would describe as fearless, right? Maybe look up to those people and see how they live their life. What do they do in certain situations and see if you can start practicing that as well. Setting boundaries is going to be really important as well, as with everything that we're doing, right? Protecting what is important to you. So for me, that was self-care time, right? So I set some boundaries and made sure I had time in my calendar every day blocked off for Danny time. So that helped me really start getting out of that, the fears that were showing up for me, because I saw that, Hey, what was important was still going to be, was, was there for me. Another really great tool is to start having these conversations with those around you, those around you that are open and willing to have these, these deeper conversations. Not everyone is. So that's the caveat. You've got to know the right people to have these open conversations with, but start this at the, at the dinner table, you know, start, start talking about failure. You know, what does failure mean to you? What's a new meaning of failure? What, what's something that you failed at that you can celebrate? I know a lot of the most successful people on the planet have that practice of actually celebrating their failures. I remember years ago, hearing about a practice of a family actually doing this at dinner time you know, asking their children, what did you fail at today? And what did you learn from it? And then celebrating it together, not having this like negative, um, you know, energy around it, but actually celebrating these failures. So I always love that as like a, a family, but it can also be a daily practice for yourself, you know, in your journal at the end of the day, what did I fail at today? You know, what's something that I failed at today and how can I celebrate it? And then most importantly to rewire and to shift out of these failures is practice. You're gonna have to practice and this is how your psyche is gonna start getting used to failing and succeeding, right? Practice failing and succeeding and celebrating them. Do this on purpose. And maybe success is just one day sugar-free and then celebrate it, right? Practice succeeding and showing yourself that that is something to celebrate and not something to be afraid of. But more importantly, start practicing failing. And by that, I mean, try new things, even though you're probably going to suck at it. Right. Even though, right. Like take a painting class. That would be mine. Cause I'm, I've, I've never learned the skill of painting. So it's probably not going to be a Monet, but I could do it anyway. And just have fun with it. Right. Try new things. Even if you're going to fail at them, even more importantly, if you're going to fail at them to start practicing repatterning and rewiring these parts of your brain. So I hope that this has been really helpful. This is obviously a really big conversation and why we dive so much deeper into this in, um, in my current program. And it's, it's such a piece to really repattern and focus on when we're really wanting that, that healthy relationship with sugar right. And our healthy, ultimately healthy relationship with ourselves, we must redefine what failure means. And if we don't, we will live a life perpetually being held back by fear in every area of our life. So if you want to honestly reach these goals and you want to be the best version of yourself, you must begin changing the meanings and the beliefs behind, behind fear of failure behind fear of success behind fear of death behind fear of you know all people not liking you all these fears that show up and and understanding that it's okay to have those fears it's very very much rooted in how we developed as human beings but they're no longer serving us right and in some situations they might serve you and in other situations probably not so i hope that you I've taken a lot away from this episode. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways. Send me a DM, send me a message over on Instagram or Facebook. Would love to hear from you and and hear, you know, what really came up for you in this episode. And before I wrap up, quick shout out, exciting piece that I'm working on uh, behind the scenes right now. I'm back at it. No rest. Well, yes, I did take a rest, (laughs) but I'm currently putting together an incredible resource that's actually going to help you shift these beliefs. So we can talk about it until we're blue in the face, but until you actually start taking the actions to shift out of these limiting beliefs, to shift out of these, these meanings and these definitions that you give to these fears, Nothing's going to change in your life. So I want to help you out of these blockages and out of these self-sabotaging patterns. So I'm actually putting together an incredible resource for all of you who are interested in taking this one step further or two steps further, actually. So make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter list. You can find the link below this episode. Make sure you're on that list because I'm going to be sending out details really soon as I finalize some, some behind the scenes pieces for this incredible resource for you. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This was so fun to kind of be back more more current and live (laughs) with all of you. Um, I hope that you really love this episode. If you did quick reminder, it helps me so much. If you leave a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify, it really helps this podcast reach more people and ultimately change more lives. So please take a moment to leave a review, five-star review. And I cannot thank you enough for following along and for being part of the community here on the beyond sugar freedom podcast. I look forward to seeing you all in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.